Greetings, loves. This is Annette of AnnetteLeonard.com joining you again with another moment for chronic wellness. Seattle Doc. Woo! He was mad when I decided not to continue with my subcutaneous IG treatments. I think uh, fundamentally he was frustrated by my continued presentation of meningitis. <laughs> I'm grateful that I had a couple of spinal taps to demonstrate to him that I wasn't just making the whole thing up because I do think he found it pretty uncooperative of me. <laughs> he hadn't encountered a patient just like me before. I think he was committed to his results of my lungs being stabilized by IG products and didn't want to let go of that result, that outcome, that end. And uh, so I could sense his tension and frustration and I think also his fear about what was going to happen when I stopped taking the IG and if that brought the end of my life. I was someone for whom transplant was a tricky proposition from the outset. I have a pretty rare blood type and I was shown from the outset to not be a good candidate for transplant because I would tissue reject about 80% of the population even within my rare blood type. And so finding me a set of lungs was going to be an arduous, difficult, uphill, unlikely process to begin with. And so when I told him that I was done with IG, his, his frustration, his anxiety, his uncertainty about what that meant for me was palpable. And um, what was also true was that I have a rare cluster of autoimmune diseases. It is called antisynthetase syndrome. And if you don't have it, <laughs> you probably never heard of it because there aren't that many of us with it. And because of that, drug companies do not make, do not test, do not have drugs specifically for our diseases. And that means that they only have drugs for other conditions that they just sort of try for us and cross their fingers and hope, you know, throw a few things at the wall and maybe one of them will stick. <laughs> maybe something will work. And it's all just a numbers crapshoot. And so, He was playing high stakes roulette with one of his patient's life. And I think he was feeling the responsibility and tension of that. 
and feeling like I maybe should just put up and shut up. <laughs> and I was feeling like, dude, you've never had meningitis once, much less five times. So until you've walked a mile in these shoes. And, you know, I, I look at that and I know that at the onset of my illnesses, I never would have trusted myself, my instincts, my own body, my inner knowing, my own wisdom enough to have made those important, difficult, discreet decisions about my own treatment, my own care, what worked for me. I would have always kowtowed and listened to exactly what a doctor's orders and decisions and prescriptions were for me. And yet, at this point, four or five years into this very difficult disease, I had learned some things about myself, about my body, about how to stand on my own two feet, about how to trust my inner knowing and how to make decisions that were best for me, whether or not they suited anybody else. Not an easy thing to do when your fundamental wiring is set toward people pleaser, is set toward um, cooperate, go along to get along, do what other people want you to do. <laughs> I wonder about your experiences with that. I wonder where you have swum upstream. I wonder how you have made decisions that are best for you and no one else. And I wonder where you haven't and you've realized, oh, this is folly. Um, yeah, tell me about some of those. All right, thanks for being here. I am grateful for your time and attention. And until we are together again, thank you and be well.